This is How Did I Get This Far, a podcast tackling the basic skills and knowledge that we all completely missed learning. Soon enough, you'll stop having to ask yourself, how did I get this far? On this episode, wait, internships can still be unpaid? It's time to find out, how did I get an internship this far? Welcome back, all my lifelong listeners. Today, we bring yet another Rutgers University alum to the podcast, Stephen Miller. Steve is a Rutgers University professor of professional practice and director of undergraduate studies in journalism and media studies. He is a former professor of mine and a forever mentor. Thank you for taking time to share more of your knowledge with me. Well, thank you, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah, we're going to talk about other things here. But I always tell the students two things, which is that you have to learn something new every day and you have to dream your dreams every day. And I think a lot of this also comes from the fact that as somebody who teaches broadcast journalism, I'm teaching a skill that you apply to the real world, in addition to running the internship program for the department. And one of the things that we get about colleges, oh, college doesn't prepare you for the real world. The fact is the college really prepares you for the real world and it prepares you well and not just through internships we have a term at our university called the ru screw and really what that is all the bureaucracy that you have to deal with but what we used to say is if you can survive the ru screw you can survive anything because what it does is help prepare you for all of the various hoops that you have to jump through and offenses you have to jump over when you're out in the real world yeah, that's absolutely right. Well, I, I agree. Rutgers and all universities do help you with learning outside of just the classroom. Absolutely. And like you mentioned, internships as well, especially. Um, so that's going to be our topic today is discussing internships, how to find them, how to make the most of them. Um, so can you talk a little bit more about your role in helping students with internships? Sure. I am the internship coordinator for the Department of Journalism and Media Studies. And what I do is I meet with the students and help them get direction towards what they want to do. Um, I know a lot of schools are out there that place their students in positions at various media outlets. I wish they wouldn't do that because part of the learning curve on getting an internship is learning how to uh, write a resume, learning how to write a cover letter, learning how to interview, because that also prepares you for the real world because nobody is placing you in jobs when you graduate. One of the things that's become more and more evident as time has gone on, and this is, I think, my 15th or 16th year doing this, is that the students who are applying for the internships have a, a different expectation and a different background than when, this, when I first started doing this, or even when you were in school, which isn't that long ago. They have different expectations about what should be happening. They aren't as cognizant of what's going on in the world and what is expected of them to succeed. But this is important in terms of internships and job, and job application because they, this, these young people have not been trained how to write a resume properly. They just think, that, you know, also with the technology, oh, I have to, all I have to do is get a template and I'm fine. But those templates don't make you stand out. They don't give you an understanding of things like keywords that instead of having a human being looking at your resume, the first level might be a computer reviewing it and seeing whether or not you have those uh, skills or qualifications that will allow you to get it. So my job is to try and help them get prepared for that. But also as they're in their internship, my job is also to prepare them for the real world. One of my inspirations for this podcast, I guess, is kind of what you're saying, that there's just these little aspects of getting that internship, starting to prepare for the real world that we're not taught. So I think it's important that, you know, we're talking about 
what those steps are, what to do, and and also to make the effort to take mm-hmm. the longer road. Yeah. Well, um, you know, it's funny. When, when I was in high school, one of the things, the first things they taught us to do was how to write a check. Yeah. Yep. Right. Right. They don't, nobody uses checks anymore. Now it's all online and everything's done, you know, through auto pay or things like that. Right. But if, if people, you know, in this generation, this is the equivalent of it where, you know, I had a student come in one day and say, I have an interview at such and such a place. Um, you know, can I wear a t-shirt? It's like, no, excuse me. because we've now gone to a less formal world. You know, people don't wear, right. you know, People don't wear ties or dresses to work, but how casual is business casual? So, you know, go if you go back just a generation, just to how people dress is different. One of the things I tell them is, you know, you have to dress, you know, it's the old saying, dress for success. And, you know, even though I don't wear a tie to work or I don't wear, you know, slacks to work unless I have to, you know, there are certain events I will, you know, you still have to explain that to people. Um, my wife, was doing the hiring of a job for her company a number of years ago. And she said, you know, you know, take a look at some resumes, see if they fit the bill. So I was looking at them and I'm very, very careful looking at a resume. And all of a sudden she looks at one and throws it away. I said, that was really quick. Why'd you do that? Sentence didn't have a period on it. And we want people who pay attention to detail. Yeah. So that brings us to another thing just, and I know this is part of the topic, but not, is language and what, how you write things. Make sure that your cover letters are written well and your resume is written well. Learn how to write without writing in the same way that you speak. Um, you don't ask a question, you ask a question. Oh yeah, that one's tough. <laughs> right, but, but, just, you know, but, but this is all part of the internship experience and the right. job hunting experience. Yeah. Well, we have plenty of questions about the resume, about what to wear, all of these topics coming up. But before we do that, I'd love to do a little pre-interview game, uh, a quiz to see how well I know my stuff about internships. I've had three in college. I oversaw interns in a previous job. So I think I'll master these questions. But let's see. What's your first question for me? Okay. My first question for you is, what is the first question that you ask an intern that you're interviewing? So there's like a set first question that you should ask an intern? No, I'm just wanting to know yours because I'll give you, I'll give you a really interesting oh, story. Student came back, told me, I said, how'd the internship interview go? And student said she got to the door and the person who was supposed to interview her held up their hand and said, stop right there. Turned and said, what's your sign? And she said, told her the sign, said, and all of a sudden, she's typed in the computer and said, okay, fine, we're compatible. Come on in. No. Yeah. No. Yes. This is what really happened. Then this is one of the interesting things that I love about my job is that my students become my liaisons to the outside world. Yeah, true, yeah. And I always love to find out what the uh, potential employer is asking my students. Because if you know what you want out of them, your first question, you know, either puts them at ease or gets you information. Is the question about the student or is the question more about you? Yeah. And you you make a good point with the concept of an interview. I, I often feel like, oh, I'm so lucky that they want to interview me. But you can also just reverse it. Like they would be lucky to have you go in with that confidence, go in, you know, professional, but also proud of who you are so far and know that, you're going to put your best foot forward and hopefully they see that and that you connect. And if not, 
you look for another one and we'll obviously talk about how to find an internship soon but that's there's some those are some good small pieces of advice um okay let's try another question because i did not do well with that one <laughs> no no but the fact you did very well with that one what happened at your internships that has impacted the way you treat interns and what didn't you like about your internships that you've changed the way you do that? You know, for example, we'll have interns who come back and say, you know, eight weeks in and go, they don't know my name. They just call me intern. It used to be that um, a lot of internships were unpaid. The thinking on the part of large corporations in many cases was that students were earning credits and credits were enough to satisfy any sort of compensation requirements. In 2010, the movie Black Swan came out and two people who were listed as interns on the movie set sued to get paid and they went to court and they won and it changed for a number of years it changed the way internships were run um, in terms of pay and what students were getting um, but the segue is that both of these men had already graduated college they weren't getting credits it was obvious that what they were trying to do was get a foot in the door into the movie industry. In fact, one of them already had an MBA and had graduated you know, more than a decade and a half earlier. When the judge ruled on this, the judge said that there was no educational value from those internships. And as such, it was, you know, they weren't getting credits. There was no educational value because what they were doing on the movie set wasn't educational. That's where I disagree with this judge on this. It's important to understand that an internship when you are a college student, serves an educational purpose in that it teaches you about the real world and get it if you were in that position. And the jobs that you were doing there shouldn't be getting coffee or, you know, fact, well, in the old days, faxing things or whatever, or just copying. It should be stuff that educates you about what goes on in that set. But what's really important is to understand is that at least in our department and in many in many journalism schools and many schools that have in, that credit internships is that we hire professionals to come into our classrooms to teach them. But that's no different than when you go, go to WFAN as an intern because that becomes your classroom and those people who are there become your teachers. That is a good way to look at that. That is a really good point because I did want to ask um, if it was a requirement to pay your interns or not. Um, when I was in school, interns were not paid. I actually remember I had the last semester of an internship at Viacom before they started paying that summer semester. And I was like, right. oh, I just missed out on money. But I mean, of course, still very grateful for the experience and the exposure. But is that required now? or? No. No, no. What's happened since that time is that there's been a reversal of that decision and that the government has a certain set of guidelines that if you um, hit these six things that you can go have an unpaid internship. But what people have to understand is that internships are also a way to get that education and it's priceless. Right. One of our mm -hmm. students was doing producing for um, a uh, local regional sports network and they were unpaid for the internship, but they were still interviewing the New York football giants and the New York jets and the Mets and all that. And so, and you can't put a price on that when you put that on your resume. Right. And that is so that interaction and connecting on the internships 
Um, I've always tell them the three most important words of the internship are networking, networking, and um, networking. Yeah. Because a lot of times it's not, you know, it's not just the work and learning about it. It's also learning how to interact with these people, getting those connections. Because the same, you know, it's the old saying about, you know, treat people the same way as you do on the way up as you do on the way down. Yeah. So it's very important, I think, to note that the goal of an internship, it sounds like it's a combination of continuing the learning that you're doing in school, getting the hands-on work experience so that you are exposed to what to expect and that you are also starting to network and have connections to get you a job that is paying. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. And um, one of the interesting things that always happens, and I'm sure this ha happened with you, is that um, I'll, I'll, I always meet with the students first and individually. And, and I ask them the question that if I could give you anything, what is your dream career? And the, first of all, the most disappointing thing I hear is, I actually have heard this from students. Um, I don't know. I don't dream. And it's so, but it's and it's sad, and it's very sad. It's heartbreaking, but that's because the cynicism and paranoia that's out there. I said, "Oh, you can't reach the American dream. You can't reach your dreams." And I, I call BS on that, because um, I've had students, and I'm not going to name drop, but who've gone to the highest levels of their professions. You know, I've you know people who are vice presidents at networks, people who have been on national TV. We have people who are still on national TV at gigantic media outlets. And, you know, because they dreamed it and they worked their tushies off and they got there. So I always ask what their dream is. And it starts with the internship and it's their dream for their career. So if they, you know, but what will happen is somebody will say, and I've had this happen a number of times, I want to be a host on Entertainment Tonight. And I'll say, okay, fine. Um, have you ever been at the, have you been at the campus radio station or campus TV station? No. Have you ever been on the air? No. Have you ever taken a class about broadcasting? No. Well, then that, that is a dream. And how do you get towards that? Well, you go over to the campus radio station and they have an entertainment program on there. See if you can get involved with that. Um, you know, most of these people who are on these shows are, don't start out on, you know, the e-television network or on, you know, the syndicated on NBC, ABC, CBS, Fox. They are, you know, they start out in, Walla Walla, Washington, or Utica, New York, or, you know, Ottumwa, Iowa, at the you know, lowest ranked TV stations and move their way up until they get noticed and they, they show something like that. But you also have to gain the skills, you have to gain the knowledge, you have to gain the background to make you qualified for that. Um, the other thing I always tell them is that if in job applications and internship applications, it's all about rejection. It's not about success. Um, I call it the baseball thing. In baseball, if you to get a batting average, you divide the number of times you're at bat, number of times you get hits by the time you get at bats. If you get three hits in ten times, you're about 300. You can go to the Hall of Fame. If you get three interviews for every ten resumes you send out, you don't go to the Hall of Fame. You are a god or a goddess. <laughs> you have magic. One of the things that students have to learn is that, and I learned this from my father a long time ago when I was unemployed, and he said, what do you think, that they're just out there waiting for, oh, wait, Steve Miller, he graduated college. He's here. He's, they don't know who you are. Mm -hmm. And you have to learn that you're going to apply and you're, not, you're going to get rejected or you're not even going to get hear from them. Right. Because, and in, especially in this day and age, today with online and having your resume already there online and just being able to, 
cut and paste on your cover letter online and then oh there's a job at in casting and you put it out there and it's on the internet you could get applications from Beijing because all these people want to break into the business you could get thousands of applications and this is for you know you mentioned MSNBC you know our students apply to MSNBC and they apply but they're applying not to MSNBC they're applying to the NBC uni career portal that's available to people in Moscow, in London, or I'm battling, you know, somebody else who's at the network who says, you know, I think this would be a great place for my daughter. Or So students have to learn about rejection. They have to learn that applying for jobs and internships is a, is a splash of cold water in the face as you're sleeping after a night out. <laughs> well, then we definitely need to talk about the process of trying to get an internship. When I don't really remember this anymore. When exactly are internships open for applying? I know it's okay. Bunch, you know, it's a bunch of semesters, of course. But like, when's when should it, people be looking? It oh, they should be. You can look in high school. Right, that's a good. That's a good answer. Um, one of our one of our alums, um, who graduated in 2010, when he was 14, all he wanted to do was get involved with uh, broadcasting Rutgers sports. So he contacted the, the radio station, WCTC, uh, and he was a freshman in high school, and he got an internship there. It's not just internships. It's jobs that you have. It's anything you can get that show – it's clubs that you belong to. It's anything that you can show that you're not just sitting in your bedroom at home when you're in high school or in your dorm room in college or your apartment doing nothing else. Yeah. Um, so if you want to get in the radio, are you at the campus radio station? If it, but this also goes for business. Um, are you involved, for example, with the marketing club at your school, if there's a marketing club? Um, or are you, you know, if you want to do social media, are you doing social media for one of the clubs on campus or for the newspaper? Or are you um, doing social media for the university as a work-study job? So all that goes into what you put on your resume to show that you are working towards something. So we kind of touched a little bit about the application what about where to actually find these internships to apply to? I mean, of course, you can just type it in Google nowadays, but do you have any resources or anything specific that might be helpful? It depends on your profession. There's usually yeah. some sort of asset on the web for you. you know, so, for example, in journalism, there's journalismjobs.com. There's Broadcast One Resource. Um, just you can, I mean, it, it sounds silly to just say, oh, it's just that simple. <laughs> but you can just drive, type in what type of internship you want and see what comes up but there's other ways to do it so for example and I, again i can speak from media um one of the things i tell students to do is if they want to be involved in television news or radio news go to the website of the tv or radio station that's local because in there it usually has a career tab hidden somewhere in there and you can apply for things at the station one of the big discussions that we have is do you want to go big or you want to go small do you want to go to to nbc abc cbs fox um, HBO, you know, the big names. But a lot of times if you go to the news department at NBC, all you're going to be doing there is research because because union rules preclude you from touching the equipment. Or do you want to go to News 12 New Jersey, which is the local cable news outlet, where they'll let you write, where they'll let you go out on shoots and things like that. PR firms, same thing. Even if it doesn't say it offers an internship, it doesn't hurt for you to contact them. And by the way, use your smartphone as a phone and call. <laughs> yeah. and, I'm, and I know you're laughing at that, but you know, 
most people don't use their smartphones as phones, but call. People used to actually go knock on doors. They would go show up at the TV station or radio station or PR firm if it was in their area and go, go there and say, hi, you know, my name is Steve Miller. You know, here's my resume. I just want, you know, I want to apply for an internship. You know, I just wanted to give it to you in person. That way we also know that the, inter- that the that it gets there. They may throw it into the refuse pile, but at least you know you did your due diligence. That's an, and one other thing about that is think locally. The experience that you can get at a smaller place is just as valuable, can be more valuable than going to a large agency. In the interview, I know there are so many different tips we can give with the, interv- uh, the interview portion, but we'll just kind of cover some of the small little tidbits. The whole idea of being 15 minutes early, I mean, I guess it's all virtual now, so you're just on time. <laughs> yeah, right. But do you yeah. still recommend that you're like on there 15 minutes, I guess? Or is that even like, is this even a conversation anymore? Are, are interviews ever going to be in person again? You're asking the wrong person because I'm early to everything. Uh, <laughs> um, I No, I find it to be, well, one, you don't want to be late. That's the first thing. Yeah. Second of all, get to whatever location you are a half hour early anyway. Because you don't know what traffic's like. You don't know yeah. what the train schedule is going to be like. Just leave early. And you always should be on time for everything anyway. It says something about you if you're going to be late. But I know people who show up late and that's it. You're done. You don't even get the interview. You don't get, and even if you call up, you know, even if uh, okay, the train broke down, the bus broke down, the car broke down, flat tire, they're just going to can you. They're not even going to bother with you. Because keep in mind that... Even if you're one of two people for that internship, if that person's on time and you're not, you're done. If you can't be on time for the interview, how do I know you're going to be on time for the job? Mm-hmm. And I think that goes along with what to wear, too. If you, yeah. if you come up in a T-shirt to meet me for the first time. If I'm not going to be that considerate of the interview, how, how considerate and exact and how well am I going to do my job? Mm-hmm. Well, let's say that we did master our interview and we got the internship. Uh, I know you had mentioned that, you know, the goal should not be to get coffee and faxing. It absolutely will probably include that. These are still things that we do in our day-to-day lives. So we probably need to know how to do those things. But what are the expectations that an intern should have? I know we kind of talked about it in our game earlier, but what what are some expectations that a person going into an internship should expect? Well, one, to be treated with respect, you know, treated as a part of the team. It's a reflection of the company when the intern and the lowest person on the totem pole isn't being treated well. So that's one. Number two is that the student should expect that this to be an educational experience, to be um, looped in on you know, stuff that they're doing and be given projects. One of the things that I've found over the years is that there are a number of times that organizations will bring on an intern just to say they brought on an intern. It's a complete waste of everybody's time and you're taking up that space. So an intern should, be, should expect to be able to be doing something of value, being able to contribute, and also there should be an expectation of some sort of communication. The student should be able to communicate with her or his boss or the person who brought them on, or at least their direct supervisor, to find out, you know, not, and it's not just about how they're doing, but what they're doing. You know, what are my tasks? What are the, that, that there's an expectation to have expectations. Yeah. What are some tips for making sure that as an intern, you don't kind of get lost? What are ways to stand out? 
Um, number one is do your job well. Number two is don't be afraid to go ask questions. When you see somebody doing a job that you find interesting, go up, go up to them and say, um, you think maybe one day you, know, you and I might be able to sit down for about 15 minutes you know, over a cup of coffee and I can talk to you about how you got to where you are and what your job is and what that entails. The other thing that is really important for people and this is for, every, for interns, for students, for everybody, is to realize that you never close a door because you never know when it'll open again. And by that, I mean just because you don't get this gig or don't get this part of your dream, and this also has to do with you being open to everything, doesn't mean that there isn't something else that you really will love that you don't even know about. You have to be open to changing. So what you have to be prepared for is that eventuality. You have to be open with your skills, with your talents, to be able to transfer those to another environment or another profession. And that's part of being open to anything and never closing a door. Okay, so let's say we, you know, we, we got our great experience with our internship. Um, what are some ways to stay remembered? It starts right after the interview when you send a thank you note. Yes, Yep. And not only you don't just thank the person who interviewed you, if you know who the office receptionist was, you send them a thank you note. If you know who the uh, person who walked into the office while you were being interviewed, you send them, you send everybody you can a thank you note. Um, back in the old days, it was really interesting because um, we had this conversation before you had online delivery of your resumes. Um, I even tried it once. You fed XM your resume. Or you mail them with signature required because that guaranteed that you would find out that they got your resume and that they know who you know, but that, and that worked that way. Um, it also showed that you were expensing. You also, at, you know, at the end, make sure that when you're done, you know, you just say, okay, keep in touch, that you do keep in touch or you ask, is it okay if I stay in touch with you? Because I'm going to need some mentoring along the line. And one of the things that, and you're not going to say this to them, People have egos and yeah. they love having proteges. <laughs> and if, you know, again, going back to what I said to you, you know, on the way up and on the way down, but what you want to do is you want to maintain these relationships as long-term. Always keep in mind that all these media industries or all industries are very closed hole. A, a friend of mine who has been a news director at three or, or four of the, of the TV, different TV stations. So the same people are always there and you're always going to run into them as you're there. You never make an enemy. You never cut any ties. You never burn any bridges yeah. in all these industries. And, but maintain those relationships. You find out, let's say, that Jane Doe was promoted at, you know, at her job. Send them a congratulations note. And on LinkedIn, you could do that too. That is a good point. I, definitely staying in touch. I mean, that's what led me again, to that job that I got to move to L.A. Um, I was at a the, this commercial casting company, uh, their internship, and they had me train on the software for a company called Casting Networks. And the person who trained me, she and I connected. She saw I picked up the software quickly. And then once I graduated, I reached back out to her and I said, I really want to move to L.A. I feel like that's where my career will be. Uh, do you have any advice to get there? And her company had an office in L.A. that had a job opening. And she got me the interview. That's it. And that, that's just yeah. sometimes how it goes. Um, well, thank you again. My thank you note to you will be on its way. Uh, so I appreciate you helping your students and now podcast listeners too. Uh, do you have any final thoughts, any references or anything else you want to share? 
just that everybody one everybody should continue listening to this podcast because it's great um yes, number do. two is more importantly that i hope everybody out there is safe and well and i just want to thank you for having me thank you so much and for those seeking out your next internship or your next opportunity best of luck and we will catch you on the next one i hope this episode helped please subscribe, rate, and review to support the podcast and follow along for more hacks, tips, and failed attempts on Instagram at how did I get this far pod? Well, that's as far as we will get for now. I'm Amanda Ogan. Thanks for listening.